everybody, and welcome to Congruency with Anthony Fishlock and Jessica Cody. Today, guys, we're going to talk to you a little bit about becoming a NLP coach, what's involved in being a coach, what NLP is, and um, also Congruency, the name and the title of our podcast. What NLP is, is the study of human excellence. It's evident that highly effective communicators seem almost able to just create a therapeutic magic by just using their words and linguistic terminology. Most recently, Tony Robbins and Tad James have made NLP quite popular. That is quite popular. (laughs) And even the best linguistic specialists can't quite get their words straight sometimes. (laughs) The study of neuro-linguistic programming was actually the study of human excellence and it began back in 1970s. Richard Bandler met John Grinler and together they married up the science of computer science and mathematics and created a a field of neuro-linguistic programming. Right now I'm going to run through some questions with Anthony. I've got a little bit of interview draft up here. So I just want to basically get straight into the crux of NLP for you guys. You can uh, hear a little bit about what's going on for Anthony as a coach, um, how he's overcome victories from the past, and yeah, basically what it entails to be a neurolinguistic coach and be for other people. So without any further ado, Anthony, um, I'd like you to finish your sandwich and um, let us know, how did you hear about becoming an NLP coach? So how I heard about becoming an NLP coach was I was exposed to an event down in um, Sydney about you know NLP and what it can do and how it can really raise your performance and have you living your peak condition. Um, so that's how I first heard about NLP. Excellent. And what kinds of areas do you coach people in? So I mainly coach people in spirituality. I coach people in relationships and a lot of trauma as well. So um, removing people's limiting beliefs or stories or anything they've created that doesn't serve them to their highest potential and removing that and replace it with resources that really do give them that power back okay excellent where do you see your coaching going in the next say five years so i see myself um doing a lot of workshops so you know really expanding my presence in the world for what i'm out there to do and create and also basically making a online program as well that's available readily for everyone to um (laughs) to um, check out and you know look and really get a lot of value from that and also raise their performance so if they you know time constrained that they can actually still use this program oh great excellent so how did you get qualified and what other kinds of coaching styles do you implement in your day-to-day sessions styles that I use is spirituality uh, more or less so using universal law uh, a lot of energy work as well And what I find is the energy work and NLP um, and spirituality married together really, really good. 
Anthony, tell us, what is the biggest challenges that you've faced in your time as being a coach? I'm sure that there's some some stories there that you can tell us and share with us. So uh, one of my biggest, biggest things that, uh, you know, <laughs> was um, kind of this speech thing I used to do. You know, I used to, uh, if I lost my words, I'd just say something funny to kind of deflect or derail the conversation so I went completely to another <laughs> another um conversation so I really got out of that and started to learn to really stand in my leadership um become powerful in my communication and learn to really create what I wanted to in this world and that's what I teach people how to do yeah I can see how not standing in your leadership would be a big challenge when it comes to coaching another individual Thanks for sharing that. What is coaching? What is it about coaching that's becoming more and more popular and um, more and more necessary these days? There's a lot of uh, consciousness upgrades happening. A lot of people are starting to wake up. They want to really live to their truest potential and their highest uh, performance level. So for this, you need a coach. So this is why a lot of people are sourcing out coaches now. Same as an athlete would search out... um, you know, a, a really high performance coach or someone that's going to Olympics is going to find the best coach there is in that particular area to reach that particular goal that they want. Okay. The impact. What's the impact been on your life um, becoming a coach? So the impact on my life um, becoming a coach is being able to live in my purpose, which is the raising the vibrations and expanding people's consciousness. So they're not limited by constraints of what they tell themselves, what they believe in themselves, or even what those stories have that keep them going in a loop. So me being able to do that and give people freedom, that is um, truly humbling at the same time. And aside from being humbling, specifically, how has this impacted your life, your family, all the elements of your life. So specifically how it's impacted my life and my family's life. So my family, you know, they can talk to me now. I don't snap at them. I don't um, basically hang up on the, hang up on them if, you know, there's a communication that's not working. I'm more at the cause where I'm kind of really getting what their communication is and you know, deciphering what's story and what's not story and um, deconstructing that and using some NLP with them to really give them empowerment as well in the conversation and in the context that we're talking about. Uh, From my side, it's just gave me empowerment in my confidence levels. It's gave me empowerment in being able to speak to people, um, you know, on stage and not being shot like scared or or shy or anything of that but just really standing in my leadership it's gave me access to you know really great of uh creativity and not being procrastinating on certain things but literally taking action on everything so that's what i've really got from nlp great (laughs) you've certainly got a lot um my that leads to my next question which is kind of a bit humorous uh, inside of NLP, I know I've had some odd requests, but um, yourself, do you ever get any odd requests in the coaching environment? Has there ever been a stage where you've got some kind of unusual requests from clients? Yeah, I think some of the uh, most unusual ones I get pretty regularly is, I want this person to love me. 
Um, <laughs> and I am no love guru, so I can't actually make someone love someone. Um, so I do get that a lot, which is you know quite funny. I always have a bit of a giggle with my clients about that one. Um, another one is you know people procrastinating. It's it's really simple to get over. It's just do it. <laughs> but we tend to procrastinate a lot, so you know that's another quite funny thing that I do come across uh, quite often. Okay, cool. Now, for what reason do you choose to coach people? I choose to coach people for the main fact that it's in alignment with my purpose, which is to raise people's consciousness um, and vibrations and have them live a life that's in alignment with their sole purpose. The reason I do that is if there's any incongruent ways that they're doing NLP is a really good way to get those incongruent ways to a more congruent way that's going to sort them out and get them really in working with their life path instead of against it or, you know, completely off it. And what is your niche? So my personal niche is a spiritual coach, so spiritual relationship coach, um, and that's related to our relationships with ourselves, our family, our partners, money, relationship to everything so it's quite empowering to give people the context of when they you know might um, not be seeing lots of money and in a scarcity mindset to really um, show them and use techniques with them to increase the abundance in their life and have more of that present in their everyday life thanks so much for letting us get into the crux of of this and this context in your life um thanks for answering all my questions anthony i really appreciate that and uh yeah we'll move straight into incongruency hey awesome thank you thank you very much um appreciate it my pleasure incongruency what does that mean to you anthony just straight off the bat put you straight on the mic (laughs) so what incongruency means to me for example i want to build a really, really nice house in the middle of the country on top of a hill. What would be incongruent for me is if I just went and built that house on a beach on top of the sand. The water was way too close to the foundation and the house is going to sink off into the ocean. So for me, that's really incongruent because I want something that's in the middle of the country and it's not in line with what I actually want. Excellent. Okay, cool. So from what I know and what I'm going to share about incongruency and congruency um, is a little brief history. So Carl Rogers is the one who introduced the concept of incongruency to the psychology lineage back in the 1950s. And I think throughout the time, it's slowly interwoven itself into the neurolinguistic side of things. And um, basically congruency means what you're thinking and feeling match up or show on the outside. So for example, um, if I was pretending to be happy with someone that I just wasn't happy with, um, my feelings would be incongruent with my facial expressions, my micro gestures, um, and the way that I'm acting and treating that particular person. And it's not easy for um, the ordinary person to notice these incongruencies. So sometimes we tend to live into them. Uh, and live into our own self-fulfilling prophecies. But if you're a trained professional, you can spot that pretty quickly and um, 
pulling out some incongruencies can often lead to some awkward situations with clients. I don't know if Anthony's had any of those situations, but uh, definitely when dealing with multiple clients and they've shown some incongruent ways of being or saying that they particularly want something, but then doing the exact opposite actions, um, it can be a little bit challenging in the coaching arena, I guess, um, from time to time, but you're being incongruent with yourself. Um, it can actually be really eye-opening for both yourself and the and the client as well. It's a really good way of establishing grounds early on as a coach. Um, I'm not sure, Anthony, do you use incongruencies um, in your, like, I guess, coaching conversations daily? Um, yeah, so I use it a lot, actually. I use it quite often because the fact is, you know, someone comes to me and goes, look, I want to find out like my life purpose is. I want to create a business around that. There's going to be no room for incongruency. So if I find that there is an incongruency with something they're doing, I'll kind of point that out to them. I get them to work on that incongruency. We set up a plan. So we use some techniques and stuff to get them back on track. Because if they want to really live and like build something that's going to be, you know, an empire, you can't have that room for no incongruency at all. So you've got to be very congruent for what you're doing. Yeah, excellent. Thank you, Anthony. Um, Yeah, so I noticed that uh, being incongruent in myself was coming out often as well at the very beginning of my journey in NLP. Um, I'd often like say things and do things that just weren't aligned with where I was actually heading and what I was actually doing. Um, and when it came to coaching as well, I think for the first 12 to 13 months of me looking into this sort of area of the personal development realm, NLP and hiring multiple coaches, a lot of my coaches and friends would say to me, you know, you're going to be a great practitioner. When you start coaching, you're going to be the best coach. And I would say, no way. Like I would just resist the, um, the whole idea of being a coach at, at all, really. And um, yeah, I think that was really incongruent of me <laughs> in, my, in my early days of coaching. But uh, we live and we learn and uh, definitely develop throughout the years as well. And um, yeah, I've had a tremendous journey throughout NLP especially in the area of congruency so that's why we decided to call our podcast congruency and uh, while we've separated the word and used C at the end is because the way that we uh, use NLP apply NLP and even take in the outside world is through a set of of different um, inputs so one of those inputs is our sight so that would be seeing um, there's also audio, which is how we hear, how you're listening to me right now on your podcast. And um, there's also kinesthetically, so touching, olfactory, which is smelling and um, taking in that sense. And then there's gustatory, which is the taste and the full experience of that in your mouth or your taste buds activating. So throughout these senses, we input um, the information that comes into our body and then it runs in through a set of filters in our brain. Um, and these filters are designed to uh, cull out a whole heap of information. So it's really important that when we're emphasizing the congruent C, um, it is designed for those people who 
uh, often have visions or people that you know have quite vivid dreams or can close their eyes and kind of visualize something uh, in their mind's eye this is usually the people that um, most get drawn to NLP and have a great deal of success when working with a practitioner or a master practitioner or a trainer um, for that matter so now it's your turn Jessica so <laughs> you know how did you become a coach and how did it come about for you okay so um, I threw myself into personal development when I first began in the network marketing industry and what I found was my success with the people that I was talking to and, um, and my distributors increased dramatically when I do any kind of personal development. So I just started hiring coaches. <laughs> I started hiring NLP coaches and I was like, what's NLP? I got a little bit of a brief insight into that and I did a few like workshops, one or two day workshops and started doing some transformational transformational courses and uh, cleared up a whole heap of stuff in my backyard before I decided to surrender to the calling of being a coach and listen to all the friends and family who told me that I was already doing it. So that was quite funny for me, the beginning of my career. Brilliant. So what kind of areas do you coach people in? I usually do like love empowerment coaching. Um, I do a little bit of work with spirituality, but I do a lot of healing as well. That's my background, the health and nutrition sort of sector of the world. Uh, So I'm dealing with a lot of people who have physical symptoms and we know that that just stems back from the subconscious mind. And yeah, working with people with their physical body and allowing them to see physical change is absolutely so rewarding for me. It's just so precious. Well, that's great, Jessica. And no, where do you see yourself coaching? Um, Where do you see going in the next five years? Okay, in five years from now, I'll be traveling the planet with my daughter. Um, Basically, having that lifestyle where I can do whatever it is that I want to do, not that I don't already, but um, just owning my owning my travels, owning my discoveries and yeah, being really free in what I'm doing uh, to lead from example and to have a whole heap of people set free into the world. That's where I'm going in the next five years. Brilliant. And how do you get qualified and what kind of coaching styles do you implement in your sessions? Okay, so in getting qualified, I did three different practitioner courses Um, Before my practitioner courses, I became a senior graduate uh, at Landmark. So I did a whole heap of transformational work. And um, yeah, I just, I started coaching in the styles of love and empowerment. Uh, I started coaching with healing and that's kind of my style. That's my forte in, in coaching. And what is the biggest challenges you have faced in your time as a coach? Basically, um, telling the person that's in front of me what it is that I can see them doing. It's not always really easy for me to be the bearer of bad news, to let them know that in some areas of their life, they're actually holding themselves back. And, um, and also seeing people when they go through different spaces and different emotions throughout a session it can be quite challenging at times because it's a whole heap easy. It's a whole lot easier just to end the technique and pull them out 
and comfort them as a therapist would. But um, in coaching, we, we want to stand for their breakthrough. So getting them through the other side and yeah, just making sure that they're as comfortable as they can be while they go through this sometimes uncomfortable uh, stage of, of their coach coaching session. Okay, thanks, Jess. And, you know, what impact has coaching had on your life? On my life? Wow. Okay. And your family's. <laughs> <laughs> so my life has shifted tremendously. Well, here I am in Western Australia. Um, I never thought that I'd pack up all of my stuff, sell off most of it, become a minimalist and travel over the other side of the country. But here I am. <laughs> And I'm in a beautiful city, so I'm stoked about that. It's had a huge impact in how I operate as a human being, the kind of level of integrity that I operate at, um, and the level of love that I'm able to provide for other beings. It's uh, truly, it's truly shifted that um, for my family, my family life. Okay, so I'm not as close with my sister as I'd like to be, <laughs> but I don't really know any family that is, and. Uh, when it comes to my mom and my stepdad and even my dad, I'm having the most connected, meaningful conversations that I've ever had before, which means so much to me. I don't think I could ever put a price tag on that. Um, and the other areas of my life, well, my friendships are pretty good. They're blossoming tremendously. Um, about to embark on a international journey with Anthony next year. So... I can't really complain. All the areas of my life have been tremendously impacted by NLP and that's why I put so much time and energy into my posts and all of my content online because I really do have a deep passion for this stuff. And why do you think coaching is becoming more and more popular and necessary these days? There's a huge uh, change in the way that the world's operating. I can see people looking into the matrix and seeing life um, as a bit of a metaphor of that and people are starting to really shift from the nine to five sort of lifestyle and to do this we have to increase our consciousness as human beings we have to raise our vibrations and um, and increase our energy as well and I know that coaching and NLP can provide this quite rapidly so in the instant gratification world that we live in this is something that people just expect to have straight away and NLP is the way to get that and how has coaching changed your life wow yeah like I said before my life is completely different now so um, in the past I was someone who operated from job to job and I put all my time and energy into other people's business now I have an opportunity where I can put my time and energy into not only bettering myself and developing myself but also increasing um, the amount of passion that I can run through my own business and the amount of time I can dedicate to that. Um, wow. It's changed my life in so many different areas. Financially, I'm more freer than I've ever been before. Um, completing, like paying all my debts and all my bills and getting on top of the game. That was a really big breakthrough for me. Um, yeah, it's changed the way I think of myself and the sense of self that I have. And it's changed the way that I talk to people as well. And do you find that you get odd requests in the coaching environment? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I've had some really strange requests in the area of hypnotherapy. I don't know if other hypnotherapists have experienced this before or not, but I get um, from time to time couples approaching me wanting some um, what they call sissy hypnosis, so submission stuff. And um, for me, unless I'm seeing the client or on a video chat, it's just something that I avoid altogether because um, you don't really know where your content is going to end up. So there's a duty of care there as well. But yeah, just some really unusual requests have come through. And I don't know, I must be the only, <laughs> I must be the only coach on the planet that gets these. I don't know. But So for what reason do you choose to coach people, Jessica? I coach people to heal their physical body and the stuff that's going on in their mind. Um, I don't like to be called the fixer and changer, (laughs) Um, but I definitely do have a healing um, aspect to my whole being and the way that I operate as a coach. And what is your niche, Jess? Tell me a bit more about that and, you know, how you became and how you found it. Okay, so uh, Love Empowerment Coach is my niche and um, alongside healing, of course. And how I found that and discovered that was through the help of yourself, Anthony. I think you recall the time in particular (laughs) (laughs) Um, where I just kind of said, I don't know where I fit in the world of coaching. And we sat down and we did some work together. And inside of that, I, I discovered that, you know, my area of expertise was love. That's what really lit me up as a human being and had me free the most. So not just giving love to the people that I love in my life, but, you know, being able to be the space for someone getting a whole new type of relationship, a whole new type of love for themselves and their life. That's great, Jess. And do you have anything else you'd like to add as well for people that you know are thinking of getting coached but they're not quite sure? Is there anything you can add to that to help those people out? Yeah, sure. So if I was thinking of getting a coach um, back at the very beginning of this journey and I can't even recall the thing that had me get the coach, but I know it was just like an instant, I need to make a change. Um, sometimes our situations can be pretty uncomfortable and we've just got to really sum up is the uncomfortability of getting uh, that awkward conversation off the mark or that that hiring that new person and having that new person in my life as hard as the situation that I'm in right now Um, or is the situation that I'm in right now way more worse than that and I think that's the question that people really need to ask themselves to discover where they're at in their life you know um I can see so many different areas where coaching has just impacted me and I'm sure you can see the same for yourself, Anthony. Um, But yeah, just do it. (laughs) If I could give you a heads up with how to start your success in any type of business, whether it be online or, um, you know, with a shop front, I would just say get a coach because, you know, your life would completely shift from it and your business will definitely increase as well as a side effect. Yeah, and you definitely notice, you know, the quality of life that you have as well uh, will really increase because your performance has as well. So 
Uh, that's all from me. Do you have anything else you'd like to add, Jess? No, I'd like to close off our first ever podcast. High five for completing that. <laughs> it is 1am in the morning, but we have completed it. And yeah, thanks guys for tuning in and listening. You know, we have tremendous gratitude for each and every one of you listening to our podcast here. And uh, yeah, let's let's close out with a thank you and goodbye. Shit. It's like one o'clock in the morning, it's quite loud. <laughs>